Hey there, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. Here I get to share with you principles and tools that will help you to create a revelatory relationship with God so that you can navigate your own separation and divorce with greater peace, confidence, and love for yourself. Hello and welcome back, my friends. How is your January going? I hope that the new year is going well for you. All right. So I wasn't going to do this episode, um, but it just really hit me that this is something that I need to write out, think out loud, process, and then to record. And so, um, so here I go. (laughs) So I have to tell you that that I have, and to be completely honest, I've been in a funk lately. All right. And how, and it's, to me, it's an acronym of feeling uncertain, not knowing what is going on. All right. So that's, that's how I describe like my funk that I'm going is feeling uncertain, not knowing what's going on. And I've been feeling this way since this past weekend and I have to tell you that I wasn't even going to record this podcast until I had it resolved because that's what I was told to do. Like you don't share your funk. You don't share like your dirty laundry until you re- you've resolved it. But I'm thinking that that might not be true. So why am I sharing this mid journey of mine? Because I'm thinking that actually And I know that I'm not the only one that goes through this or is going through something like this. But I'm thinking that that many of you or even just one of you needs to hear this. And that as you're sitting in this funk of feeling uncertain and not knowing what to do or what's going on that is easy to make it mean something. It's easy to make it mean that something has gone wrong. And for me, like these are the stories that my brain wants to tell me and wants me to believe. I've done something wrong or offensive. I've offended God. God isn't with me. I don't want to be me. This is someone else's fault. This is my fault. I'm not praying long enough or hard enough. I'm not meditating or journaling deeply enough. I'm not managing my mind enough. I'm not sorry enough or repented enough. I'm not spiritual enough. So do you kind of see where my brain is going as I'm sitting with this funk? And the reason why I'm calling it a funk is because I... I don't really know what else to call it. And so, you know, at the very beginning of me feeling this way, I was totally believing all of the negative self-talk that my brain was offering me. So then I was asking myself, okay, what can I do to go back to feeling confident and certain and love and joy? Because you know I love me some joy. 
at all times and all things and in all places. And if I'm not feeling these feelings, then there must be something wrong with me. Like this is like, I'm kind of telling you all the things that my brain is saying to me right now. And that there must be something I did or didn't do to feel this funk, this feeling of uncertainty, not knowing what's going on. But as I was recognizing the story that my brain was saying, and just like just writing all this out, I asked myself this question. Is this really true? Is it really true that I've offended God? Is it really true that I've done something wrong? Is it really true that I'm not praying long enough or meditating deeply enough or, or I'm not sorry enough? Is that really true? Does this mean that something is wrong in my intimate connection with God? And maybe, and at the same time, maybe not. So where do I go from here? And so I began by listing out what I did know to be true about God and Jesus that they love me unconditionally, that they're always with me, that they have always given me good gifts of the spirit, even when I thought, and I'm putting those in, in that word in air quotes, thought I didn't deserve it, that they understand the human experience and the trials and tribulations I am meant to experience, that perhaps the pain, suffering, sorry, and that through the pain, suffering, and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he has saved me physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. And that the grace of God is more expansive, more wonderful, more beautiful than my small human brain can possibly comprehend. And that their intent isn't to punish, but to bring me into greater awareness of who they are, who I am, and my relationship with them. So if these are true, then how do I make sense of what I'm experiencing right now, this funk? So I sat with this feeling. And what do I mean by that? It means I turn off my brain and I stop listening to the chatter and I drop down into my body and focus on my breathing. And if I were to describe what is going on inside my body, it would be like this, that my breathing is shallow and soft. My heartbeat is neither quick nor slow. It's just there beating without me even willing it to breathe or to beat. There is stillness in my core not even a hum or a vibration. And I realized something, that this stillness that is present within me is uncomfortable. I want to feel some sort of vibration, some sort of pressure sensation, because I'm thinking that I should feel shame for this stillness. 
But the interesting thing is, is that there is no shame. My brain keeps saying, you should feel shame because you did something wrong. That's why there's such stillness. But yet I don't feel it. And I actually don't believe in it. And it makes me wonder if in my past self, shame was the underlying vibration that was always there. Now, shame for what? To answer that, I want to share with you a story that is coming up for me as I am writing all this out and processing. I'm getting ready to share this with you. I was in the fifth grade and fitting in was so important to me then. And actually it was important to me for a long time. And of course, like so many other fifth grades throughout the country, there was a clique, a group of all, above all other groups to be a part of. And I so wanted to be accepted into this group. Like they were the cool girls. They wore the trending clothes. They listened to the right music. They followed the right band. And I remember this particular day, it was cold. And I was with a good friend of mine and we had our coats on and trying to shield ourselves from the Utah's frigid wind. And we we're trying to figure out what we could do during recess and where we could go on the playground that wasn't already covered with snow, ice, or overall wetness. And as we were walking around, we saw this group of girls out in the middle of the snow covered field. And my friend suggested that we go to them. And I have to say that I felt nervous to do it. But since I was with her, I agreed. And as we were approaching them, I could tell that they were trying to stay warm too. Now, this is the part that I don't completely remember all too well, but I do remember this, that the words that they said to my friend and them allowing her to stay in their group and then the girls asking me, actually, I think they were telling me that I wasn't invited and to close the circle without me. So what else was I supposed to do? So I walked away sobbing and trying to wipe the snot coming out of my nose before it froze on my face. <laughs> but I remember how much hate and self-loathing I had for myself, for just being me, for being rejected, for being weak, for being less than, for crying, and in some way, I think I was always stuck in that moment of time mentally and emotionally for so long until the present. I was putting myself through so much shame. I never realized that it just became part of, part of my vibration, part of, part of how I showed up into this world. It was always there, but now... It's as if it's gone. It's as if there's finally stillness. And as I'm pondering where it went and why it no longer is there, I think I've made a connection. My dear friend and coach, Elisa Fucci, and I will um, put all her information in the show notes, um, last Friday led 
a breathwork session. And it's a session focused on meditative breathing as a means of greater spiritual connectivity and healing. And at one point in this meditative breathing, she invited us to think of someone we needed to forgive. And I thought for sure it would be my separated spouse, but that wasn't sitting right with me. Like, I didn't feel like that was what I was supposed to focus on. So as I was pondering upon who I was meant to forgive, the answer came and it was me. I needed to forgive me the lack of the shame and this vibration that I had been holding on to. And in all honesty, it was seriously hard to say those words, I forgive myself. And when I did, something opened up and there was this outpouring of love, of deep, inherent, divine love. There was never anything wrong with me. I didn't need fixing. I wasn't weak. I wasn't broken. I just needed to believe, to discover, to recover, to remember my inherent divinehood as my first and foremost identity. I've been holding myself back this whole time because of a moment in time. And I blamed myself for it. That if I wasn't me, this wouldn't have happened. That if I wasn't me, those girls would not have acted the way they acted. If I wasn't me, then I wouldn't be separated. But is that really true? I could choose to believe that. But when I choose to believe it that way, that I created these circumstances, that because of me, these people acted the way they acted, I feel so much despair. I feel so much loss and hopelessness and helplessness. But the truth of it is, they were them and I was me. And that no matter how I showed up or, or who I was, those girls or my separated spouse could have still acted the way they acted and made the decisions that they made decisions upon for their own personal reasons, for their own thoughts, for their own feelings, for their own stories, and that it has nothing to do with me. And so... This is what I mean when I say that there was nothing wrong with me, that I didn't need fixing. I just needed to believe that I wasn't here to earn anything. I just needed to believe that I am here to take accountability of who I am. I'm here to remember who I am divinely, first and foremost, without all the mortal earthly labels that are tied 
to shame and not enoughness. I am. It is simple. It is that simple. And to be present, spiritually present with that simple truth is as if I finally stripped myself of all the labels and started fresh because I was using those labels to try and quiet the low rumble of shame within me. And as I'm coming to this realization, it feels uncertain, a little bit raw as I'm talking this out and sharing this with you. It feels open and even, even to be in, in a naked state. But I'm choosing to be there and to be open to God's direction without knowing beforehand where I should go, what I should do, and how I should do it. So here I am sharing this with you. And so if you're in a funk too, if you're feeling uncertain, not knowing what to do, where to go, what's going on, you're in the right place. Stay in that space where your spirit resides and let the wisdom come to you because it will, my friend. And the wisdom may be leading you back to who you inherently are, to who God created you to be right now at this time in your life. Thank you so much, my friends, for jumping on here and letting me share with you what's been going on in my struggle. I just want you to know that as comfortable as it can be, there is always wisdom behind the emotion. And that wisdom can only come from your spiritual soul. It can only come from God. All right. Thank you again. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for coming. If you want to learn more about how to confidently navigate your separation and divorce, subscribe to this podcast and get on my email list at heonorthcoaching.com. That's H-Y-O-N-O-R-T-H coaching.com. All links will be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care.